has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. May God bless the reading for today. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to thee, O God, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Each year, on this first Sunday in October, with many other churches in the rest of the world, Christians celebrate worldwide, or world communion. We celebrate Jesus and what he did for us, for all of us in every corner of the world. I am a great fan of World Communion Sunday because it celebrates the astonishing diversity that exists within the Christian family surrounding the world. At KUC, we have over 20 nationalities or ethnicities in our congregation. We are a very diverse congregation, but there's unity in the diversity because we are one in Christ. And I don't know how many languages are spoken in our congregation, but I know there's a lot. <laughs> and at Pentecost, we'll give you a glimpse of some of those languages. So that's something to look forward to. We see the bread of diversity in God's kingdom. It's a wonderful way we strive for a theology of grace for our world. Now, you can look at this globe and... For those of you who don't know, that's a continent of Africa. And we have many African members here at this church. And you can ask them which part of Africa they're from. But anyway, you can look at that globe. And now I want you to look at this globe here on the pulpit. And I can spin it around, and it goes around and around. You can see all the places on the world very quickly. And as a kid, I used to play a game called... Around and around the world we go. Where it stops, nobody knows. Anybody know that? Americans? Okay. <laughs> Thought you would. All right. And so you do that and say, here, I'm going to live here someday, or I'm going to go here someday. You know, middle of the Pacific Ocean. Okay, let's try it again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to, let's see, Kenya, where Tamba's from, West Africa. Not Kenya, like some of you thought I said when you became a member. Kenya. Yeah, okay? West Africa, all right? Same continent up there. So anyway, we see that there are so many countries in our wonderful world today, and you can see that here on this globe. Anyway, I, went, um, I wanted to let you know the first country that I ever went to was Japan. I came to Japan in 1976 as an ICYE, International Christian Youth Exchange Student. And I live somewhere called um, Minami Urawa, 
in Saitama camp. And I had graduated from high school, I had just graduated, and I lived with a Japanese family. I didn't know a word of Japanese. And so since 1976, I've been to many, many countries. And I'm sure many of you have been to other countries as well. In some ways, our world is just getting smaller as we travel more and more and connect with other people in other places of the world. The world, in all its splendor and glory, is truly astonishing. And you look at this globe and you can just imagine the actual size. Imagine if all the Christians in the world were to join together and were all to take Holy Communion at the same time. Impossible, you might say. But no, it's not. Not on World Communion Sunday. It is estimated that the Holy Communion table is over 40,000 kilometers long with millions and millions of Christians around the world celebrating. It would begin on the international date line with churches in Tonga, Fiji, and the international date line just misses Samoa. And then it goes to New Zealand. And who lives in New Zealand? Pastor Bruce and Joe, they live in New Zealand. And then it goes to Australia, Papua New Guinea, Philippines, Hong Kong, Taiwan, and then Japan. And then it continues on. So it moves all over the world. And it's exciting to think of so many people in so many places. So many people in so many places are having communion. So praise God. Remember, on this Sunday, we are connected to our Christian neighbors around the globe. But what exactly, what exactly are we celebrating? During communion, we celebrate that Jesus, who welcomed all people to the table, no matter who they were, and no matter what others thought of them. We celebrate what Jesus did and what the power of the Holy Spirit is still going on through Jesus Christ. We celebrate Jesus, who died for us, is risen, and will come again. And we have banners to help you to remember that. Christ died, he lives, he'll come again. The scripture verses that I'd like to share with you this morning, in addition to what we just read, is also from John 17, verse 21. Jesus prayed to the Father that his disciples may all be one. Often the church is divided. Even if we are a church family, just like real families, we don't always agree. And we sometimes hurt one another. And sometimes we don't respect one another as we should as a family of Christ. But as Ephesians 4, verses 3 to 5 says, we should do our best to preserve the unity which the Spirit gives. For there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There is one God and Father of all. The Lord's symbol of that oneness is Holy Communion, which we'll be celebrating very shortly. Paul describes that for this for us in 1 Corinthians 10, verse 17, when he writes, in the same way that there is one loaf of bread, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. 
This is Worldwide Communion Sunday from last year, and communion at another time. I always feel a special oneness during communion here at KUC with people who are from so many traditions and different cultures, and different backgrounds, and we all gather together at the Lord's table. There's a special oneness felt among all Christians today on this World Communion Sunday. I believe God would be pleased to have all God's sons and daughters gathered around one table rather than many, many, many tables. Theologian and preacher Dr. Fred Craddock shared these words. It has been said that there are two tables in any fellowship of believers. I thought if there were not two tables but one, then that one table would have to be the longest table in the world. God is willing to help us make that long table. All we need is the boldness to ask for the power to do it. Oikumene means the household of God. It's on my stole as well, Oikumene. The idea of the world house, or household of God, which is what it means in Greek, Oikumeni. And it comes to us as something we can think of today when we think of communion. The root of the word ecumenical, oikumene, ecumenical. KUC is an ecumenical church made up of many denominations and no denominations. Oikumeni describes KUC. We are an international, ecumenical, interdenominational, non denominational, English-speaking church. And we also welcome seekers, people who are seeking Christ. We welcome all to the table to come here and be part of this fellowship of Jesus Christ our Lord. A quote from a book by Martin Luther King Jr., written in 1968, explains oikumene in this way. We have inherited a large house, a great world, a great world house in which we have to live together, a family unduly separated in ideas, culture, and interests, who, because we can never live apart again, must learn somehow to live with each other in peace. All inhabitants of the globe are now neighbors. It's very surprising that he could write these words back in 1968. In our scripture for today, here again, we find the call to love one another. We are called to love one another because love comes from God. John the Evangelist is counted as the author of this book of John, which is split into three sections. First John, second John, third John. John is sometimes referred to as an expert on love. And I read that he uses the word agape, love over 30 times. Now Paul is the apostle of faith. Peter is the apostle of hope. James is the apostle of good works. And John, John is the apostle of love. We know that John re really identified with Jesus' love for him, even to the point of referring to himself as the apostle whom Jesus loved. Jesus, John is clarifying some things and says we show God 
by our love. In John 4, verses 7 to 12, we learn that, first and foremost, love isn't chiefly represented by our love for God so much as God's love for us. God's love is the source from which all real love flows. God loved us enough to sacrifice his son, even though humanity didn't deserve it. In this section, in verse 8, it says, Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. An ability to love others says a lot about us. As a family of Christ, if we criticize one another or talk negatively or spread rumors, then we're not sharing the love of God. If we sing songs of praise and we pray and attend Bible studies, but in the midst of this reverence, we aren't loving people, something is wrong. Love demonstrates that you know God. Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Love takes it beyond just knowing about God. When you have been born again, then you have an intimate, personal connection with God. So love is from God, and you shouldn't reflect that love since you've been born of God. Uh, excuse me, you should reflect that love because you've been born of God. Love is from God, and reflect that love because we are born of God. And it shouldn't be inseparable from who you are. What happens when we love properly? God will be seen in us. Show God. Show God by your love. Now, there was a song that we used to sing when I was growing up. It's kind of an old song, and it's called, They'll Know We Are Christians By Our Love. Maybe Chuck knows that we're the same age, so we know some of the older praise songs. <laughs> Does anyone else know that song, They'll Know We Are Christians? Okay, uh, Billy Burke, yes, thank you. All right, a few of you, <laughs> a few of the old timers. It says, we are one in the Spirit, and we have the words for the song. We are one in the Spirit, we are one in the Lord. We are one in the Spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know we are Christians by our love, by our love. And they'll know we are Christians by our love. I pray for unity here at Kobe Union Church. Unity within the diversity. And I pray for our community. And I pray for our world to know that we are Christians by our love. Let us pray. God has made us as a family, a family that stretches around the world, a family that is called to love as we have been loved, to forgive as we have been forgiven, to give as we have been given too. As we share today in our family meal, as we partake of the bread and juice, we give thanks to God that we are not alone, that we have each other, and have the Spirit of Christ amongst us, the Spirit of Christ who was, who is, and who shall ever be one with us, and one who truly loves us, and one who will help us to dwell in unity together. Blessed be God, day by day. Amen.